Door. News Talk 610 CKTV. It's back to school time. Schools have a zero tolerance policy for bullying, generally speaking. But if you discover your child has been targeted, what do you do? What is the parent's role? Our guest is Professor, Department of Child and Youth Studies at Brock University, Tony Volk, joining us. Hello, Professor Volk. Hello, Larry. Thank you for joining us on this topic. It sounds obvious to say parents should be more involved with their kids and be aware of any bullying issues, but um, how should parents get more involved and be more aware? Well, one of the things uh, that's immediately clear when we look at the evidence is that you know a lot of the kids who are doing the bullying aren't coming home and bragging to mom and dad about uh, what they've done. Um, so one of the really important things that you have to have as a parent is really clear and open lines of communication where you can kind of suss out that these things might be going on. That even perhaps your kid is the bully, you're saying? Exactly. Uh, you know, if your child is the victim of bullying, you're usually looking for changes in patterns of behavior. They're suddenly depressed or they're not interested in going to school. They're, they're faking illnesses. Um, you, you know, the big changes in behavior usually come with being victimized. But when your child is the bully, really your only avenue other than a phone call from the principal is your child having enough confidence in you to tell you what's going on with their lives. Okay, well, I don't know how much research there is on this, but the the uh, children who are bullies, is that a learned behavior, a copied behavior from perhaps parents? It's a really good question, and uh, the answer is uh, a little bit. Um, There's a lot of research, and the evidence is that there is a little bit that children do copy from their parents. Uh, And certainly, if parents are modeling to their kids that they've gotten where they are in life by stepping on other people, by out-competing others, by winning at all costs, then those kind of values get picked up by kids as they look to their parents to see what's successful in life. And that's where that that's where that dialogue comes in. I mean, I guess it's a learning process for parents as well about about themselves, but you know, looking inward, but also about their kids. Yeah, absolutely. And I know I've mentioned this a lot in some of the work that I've done, but the traits of being honest and humble are really important. So even things like bragging about your kid's achievement, talking to other parents about how good you know little John or Susan is in their sports. Having some room for humility, there's nothing wrong with being proud of your child, but if that's all you do is talk about how great your kid is and how good they are and how awesome they are at everything they do, then that sets up an expectation for the child that, okay, what matters is I have to perform. They never say I'm I'm a nice person. They never say it's important to be kind. They're always saying I'm the best at math, I'm the best at soccer, etc. So I need to go out and make sure I stay the best at math, the best in soccer. Right. Do these tend to fall along gender roles, or is that uh, uh, too stereotypical? They do, uh, on average. I mean, there's there's certainly divergence, but the main tendency to compete, uh, you know, you you only have to go to uh, a kid's hockey game, and you can see parents, uh, both mothers and fathers, who get pretty animated in uh, hyping up their own child um, and maybe promoting competition a little too intensely. So uh, this importance it matters both for mothers and fathers to step in and set the right role for their kids and to show our children that, yes, competition is important. Uh, it's especially important to try your hardest, 
but at the same time, you know, playing fair, playing by the rules is also really important. Does it, uh, I take it this starts very early, and, and we're not talking about necessarily um, uh, any particular age group, just across the board at school age? Yeah, that's another really good question. When kids are younger, um, parents can show a little bit more empathy and concern. That's something that can help young children. We're talking kindergarten and the early grades, one, two, three, four, learn how to get along with other kids. As kids get older, uh, unless children have real social difficulties, they pick that stuff up. And from that point, it's not what is little Johnny feeling when you do this, but rather what matters. Should you make Johnny feel happy or should you beat Johnny and be the number one at school? And so the emphasis does change as children get older. Um, but, you know, the really serious bullying does tend to happen at these older ages where, you know, the really important message is, again, you know, I have nothing against competition. It's healthy. It's good. But it has to be tempered by the rules that we put in place to stop this stuff from happening. Have school policies changed now? Zero tolerance against bullying in a lot of cases. But are they trying to send this message out as well? One of the really tricky things about that bullying is that a lot of the kids who do it don't fit the stereotype of these kids who have bad social skills, uh, who don't know anything other than aggression. And so the same thing usually applies to the parents. So that you get the principal calling the parents, and the child says, I didn't know, we thought we were all having fun. And the parent says, of course my child couldn't uh, do anything like this. They're a great kid. It's just a little bit of mischief gone wrong. And that way of dismissing it um, is really challenging for schools to deal with. And they don't have policies that allow them to follow up uh, and distinguish between what's harmless versus what uh, some uh, silver-tongued kids and their parents can try and pull over uh, the school. This issue of competitiveness and and having to be the best, are these the only issues or the main issues that that cause the behavior? Yeah, they're, they're... they're the biggest issues, um, but they're not the only ones. Um, other things we see is having a temper uh, plays some role in it, and also especially being impulsive, uh, having uh, a lack of inhibition, and that plays into both wanting what you want now and not thinking down the road what might happen if you do it. Um, so it's not a matter of uh, these kids don't understand the empathy, that it's going to hurt so-and-so's feelings, but they'll think, oh, they'll get over it. Right? They, mm. they don't consider the long-term consequences. So that combination of kids who are uh, really driven, competitive, and arrogant way, uh, you know, me first kind of way, rather than a let's all have a healthy competition, combined with kids who are impulsive, uh, that really sets the stage for uh, a nasty mix for bullying. I've also read that some of these bullies are trying to overcome their own feelings of of, uh, powerlessness, I guess, in in their own lives. That happens for about 20% uh, of the bullies, uh, the kids who are both bullies and victimized. Um, And so for those kids, those are kids who generally do come from really bad homes um, where they don't have a lot of parental love, there's a lot of conflict, they've been bullied. And so they lash out as other kids because they don't have the social skills. Uh, but that does leave the majority uh, of kids in here. You can think of the 
captain of the football team, the head of the cheerleading squad. These are kids who have great self-esteem. They're popular amongst their peers. So uh, they're not doing this to fill a hole, per se. They're filling this to keep climbing that ladder because that's where they want to be. Yeah, it must be. It's tough for kids because maybe as adults, if we if we have a good sense of ourselves, we know the difference between uh, leadership or being a take-charge person or when to, you know how to treat people. And it's different, uh, and the difference between that and being a bully, that's a nuance that, that kids may find it more difficult to get, I guess. You know, that's an excellent point, Larry, and it's something that we're going to be looking at, actually, with our research, because it, it peaks at 14, 15, uh, and we think one of the reasons for that is this is when puberty kicks in, you're switching from junior high to high school, so there's a lot of things in the environment that make this suddenly more competitive. But you're right in that you also have to discover who you are. And that tends to happen by the time you're 18, 19, 20. So, you know, on the one hand, punishment becomes more severe. You can be charged for hitting somebody, etc. But I think you're right in that part of it is that, you know, early teenagers are faced with this competition. They're now in high school. There's streams of courses. The sports teams are competitive. Dating's competitive. And they really have to find out, you know, what their niche is. And I think, unfortunately, for some kids, uh, they think that the easiest route to getting there is to intimidate others by bullying. And I just want to end with the takeaway for parents. Uh, get in touch with your kids, talk to your kids. Is that really what we're trying to say here? Yeah, I would say the two biggest things that you can do is, number one, look in the mirror and make sure um, that you're projecting the values that you want your kids to have. Um, and then number two, absolutely open the channels of communication early. You know, I've got a 15-year-old daughter and I can say that uh, it, it's not the easiest time to communicate with your children, mm-hmm. so that's why it's really important to have those channels established as early and as often as you can so that they'll actually come forward to you and say, hey, you know what, I've been having this problem with this kid, got on my nerves, I accidentally said this to the kid, what should I do? Right. And that's what you need to do. Tony Volk, always interesting. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Professor Tony Volk, Department of Child and Youth Studies at Brock University, Canadian anti-bullying group, estimates 10 to 15% of children repeatedly bully other kids. So if your kids have been targeted, you, you kind of know where to go with this, but if your child has been targeting other kids, what do you do about that? And great advice there from Professor Volk. Professor Volk.